the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Minneapolis St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Republican Mike Kensing has announced he'll be retiring from the Senate at the end of his term next fall. That ends a 22-year career for him in Washington and leaves open a seat now up for grabs as Democrats seek to regain control of the Senate. South Korea and U.S. authorities analyzing details of North Korean missile launching. South Korea's Joint Chiefs of Staff is now saying that North Korea has launched several short-range missiles off its eastern coast. The military said in a statement Saturday Korean time that the missiles flew up to 125 miles before they landed in the sea. The South had previously said that the North had just launched a single missile. That is correspondent George Bonzani reporting. And if it is confirmed it's a firing of a banned ballistic missile, it will be the first since the North tested one in November of 2017, an intercontinental ballistic missile. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher says Joe Biden must not be reading the news. Everybody knows how great the economy is doing. You can't pretend it's not. People are actually taking home more money. It's the last thing. You'd go after anything but the economy, right? If you're Joe Biden, you'd go after anything but the economy. The middle class is hurting. It's hurting now. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Same 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio. You're home for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. The headliner, Mitch Berg, just moments away. Great afternoon. Sunshine, low 70s. We'll take it. Seems like that we can't string together a nice uh, couple of days of 70-degree weather. We'll see a few clouds, 45 tonight. Maybe a scattered sprinkle for your Sunday. Otherwise, partly cloudy, cooler with a high around 60. Should be looking at low 60s into early next week. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that is making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My weekend hobby, if you will, for the past 16, yeah, going on 16 years, hosting this very broadcast, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating Twin Cities weekend radio, which to all intents and purposes means dominating Twin Cities radio altogether. Uh, for that entire time, going on a full generation of crushing the competition, benignly, but completely, in Twin Cities Weekend Radio. Hey, how are we all doing here? I just uh, working on my to-do list. Uh, days like today, the to-do list includes uh, build a patio studio back home for days like today when I have to try and do a show on a day this unbelievably gorgeous. What a day. So if you, if you don't wind up calling in today, I understand. I would like to have you listen, uh, turn on the radio outdoors as you're working on your patio, on your painting, on your, your lawn, on your whatever project you're working on. Glad to have you tuned in. If you don't make a run for the phones today, I'll totally get it. I'll let you off the hook today. Although feel free if you are so inclined. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. I would love to have you join me if you're so inclined. That's what we do here. You can also join me on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, that's N-A-R-N Show, uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network, our, our very own Twitter feed here. And it was a big day in the news today, uh, this past week. Obviously, lots of news going on, uh, as happens all the time. But here locally, the two big stories for 
at least uh, this this audience, uh, the, the legislature continues to grind on here. The uh, they're going to be jacking up the gas tax considerably. Uh, I believe it's like a seventy percent rise uh, in the gas tax, uh, which is going to crush people in, uh, of of diminished means in Greater Minnesota who don't have mass transit to rely on here. Uh, so. Stuff to keep in mind for the next round of elections when people start, uh, when your Democrat friends uh, join you around the water cooler, around the job site and say, hey, look at all the things the Democrats, the DFL have done for you. Uh, But there are a few other things that happened in the legislature this week that we're going to chat about in a moment here. But the first uh, story for the week, uh, the the conviction of Officer Mohammed Noor, former Minneapolis uh, police officer, who was convicted this past week of third-degree murder, second-degree manslaughter, and the shooting death of Justine Diamond, or Justine Ruschik, if you prefer, the uh, Australian woman who called 911 looking for help uh, in southwest Minneapolis, uh, ended up being shot uh, dead by the police who responded to Officer Noor and his partner. Uh, the death, of course, is a tragedy. Her parents lost a daughter. Her fiancé lost his entire family, if you will. Um, Noor's wife is going to be losing her husband for quite some time, Uh, plus a son, a father. But that's not even the worst of it. The worst thing about it is the people who created this situation are going scot-free. Because by all indications... Social justice warriors who count progress in things like police hiring by the color of officers' skin instead of competence, uh, this this lies at least at part in their lap. I, I think there's a fair case to be made for that. I think there's an even fairer case, and, and I'm going to start this, preface this next remark by saying I have very little time for armchair quarterbacks and for Monday morning quarterbacks. And I'm going to do both right now. I, I think that this what, what seems to be clear evidence to me. Uh, I, I think I know what happened in this shooting. Uh, we've talked about it before. I'm going to do it again here. I've heard a lot of, uh, frankly, disconnected, delusional theorizing about this case. A fair number of people uh, on the, I'm ashamed to say, the lunatic fringe of the Minnesota right uh, immediately jumped to the idea that since Noor is a Somali and a Muslim, that it was <clears throat> terrorism. Which struck me as odd that the a terrorist would limit his depredations to a single woman in pajamas, leaving her partner, every other officer, and every other civilian at the scene unscathed uh, and cooperating in every respect with investigators who showed up at the scene. That, every respect in which he was constitutionally required to and required to by the rules that police officers follow after these sorts of shootings. I mean, it was a completely mundane, well, tragic, but administratively completely normal and mundane event, except perhaps for the fact that he was found guilty. So those out there who who bought into the frankly daft notion that Mohammed Noor was a Muslim terrorist taking a chunk out of the West by shooting Justine Diamond seek medication that's all i can tell you it's it's a frankly delusional point of view and i say this with all due respect to those of you who may believe this but the operative phrase is due respect it's just frankly daft Uh, the idea that, that that this would have been why would a terrorist stop there the fact that he was muslim again has no bearing on this case whatsoever, although there are those who have tried and are still trying to make it thus. Uh, There are plenty of Muslim civil service employees in this city, in this state, who do a perfectly fine job, or at least as good as any other government employee. Uh, And that's acknowledging the fact that the Somali community in the Twin Cities does have its issues, has has its teething problems, doesn't necessarily always adapt to American life as smoothly as some other immigrant communities have. That's separate issue altogether. But I'm going to Monday morning quarterback things this way. You look at the the way the shot happened, the the, the fatal shot that killed Christine Ruschik, Christine or Justine rather, Justine Diamond, and I mean, set this up in your mind. 
He's in the pa- Officer Noor is in the passenger seat. He draws his gun. Something, according to his own testimony, uh, lives lives leaves him in what he claimed was legitimate fear of death or great bodily harm, and so he fired from his lap across his partner's lap through the door of his squad car and into the victim, Justine Diamond. It's not a shot that anyone would ever take normally. I mean, if you imagine, if you are a shooter, someone who has looked into self-defense, for starters, one of the basic rules of shooting for self-defense or shooting at all is the unbreakable rule number four, always know what your backstop is, always know where your round is going to end up. And firing through an obstacle to get to a target intentionally is quite frankly just as delusional as the terrorist theory. It's all th- sorts of things can happen. I mean, anything from a structural element blocking the shot if you are trying to shoot in self defense to a ricochet sending the round off in some completely different direction, hurting someone else, damaging something that doesn't that doesn't deserve to be damaged. I believe that if the truth is ever told in the fullness of time, what will be found is this, that Muhammad Noor drew his gun, and as many police are trained to do, he had his finger on the trigger. Because police, in theory, are not, by doctrine, by by training, are not supposed to draw their firearms until they are in immediate fear of some sort of violence against their person or someone around them. You're not supposed to draw your gun until it's an emergency. And there, having your finger on the trigger makes sense if, in fact, you are in a dangerous situation right now. I mean, even if you're a civilian self-defense shooter and you're following uh, unbreakable rule number two, keep your finger off the trigger until you're ready to open fire, a rule you're supposed to follow whether you're in a life or death situation or at the shooting range. Even if you are a civilian, when the threat becomes real and immediate, yeah, you put your finger on the trigger. That's where the bang comes from. But the reason that civilian shooters are painstakingly trained to keep your finger off the trigger until you are actually ready to shoot is because in a high-stress situation, you are one adrenaline surge away from having your finger jerk back out of control and pull the trigger. And this theory, this actually is not a theory, it's a fact of human physiology. When you are are undergoing a life or death threat, most people get a surge of adrenaline. And what that surge of adrenaline does is causes your blood flow to go to your large muscle groups, your arms, your legs, uh, your, your muscles that you can use to run or jump or lift or punch, but not your not subtle muscles and not things that aren't directly required for fighting or fleeing. Your brain loses out on some blood flow, so things like vision gets constricted. Your hearing goes wonky. Your time perception falls away. And your minor motor functions, moving your fingers, doing subtle things, gets very difficult. Uh, my original carry permit instructor, the late, great Joel Rosenberg, talked about his episode when he was uh, in a self-defense situation. And he tried to dial 911. And for a second, he couldn't remember the number, which should tell you something about the power of an adrenaline rush. And... By the way, after that, he couldn't push the buttons on his phone quite accurately enough because little minor motor functions like aiming fingers fall by the wayside when you're in a fight-or-flight response. And in fact, one of the things that they've observed, one of the things that science has told us and learned in recent years, I should say, about people who qualify for special forces units like the special, uh, like the uh, U.S. Army Special Forces, the Rangers, the Green, Beret, uh, the Green Berets, the, uh, the SEALs and the like, are that they have a biochemical marker that allows them to process adrenaline 
in such a way that they don't lose control of their minor motor functions and their their mental uh, faculties and their their ability to process thoughts. They're, they're able to stay in complete control while they're in the middle of a fight and flight response. And they didn't know this until fairly recently, but it turns out that that's very closely associated with the sort of people who pass the selection for these sorts of units, which, by the way, policemen don't have to go through. In fact, virtually nobody does outside of uh, the military and a few very highly uh, specialized civilian high-stress positions. So uh, the idea that, that Mohammed Noor drew his gun, had his finger on his trigger, had an adrenaline dump, uh, and inadvertently perhaps jerked the trigger and then conjured up a story about uh, being in legitimate fear of his life uh, because of uh, because of the, the bystander by the car that wound up becoming the victim, Justine Diamond, strikes me as a lot more plausible than some of the other things I've heard. Uh, other theories, I'd love to hear you. 651-289-4488. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. I'm Jan Markill, helping you understand the times. Atheism is one of the fastest growing social movements in the country. Yes, it is a movement, and it's gaining substantial political ground. How did it happen? Atheism is now the largest faith in America. According to the General Social Survey, the number of Americans who have no religion has increased 266% over the past three decades and now accounts for 23% of the population. As religiosity has declined, social ills have abounded. Nearly one in five American adults suffers from anxiety. One in six Americans take medication for this, a 65% surge in over 15 years. Clearly, nothing good is ever accomplished without God. Rather, society will fall apart. For more information, listen to our weekend program on this station or anytime at olivetreeviews.org. Every parent has seen a time where dinner is on the table and one of the parents is trying to help with the homework and it explodes in your face. You all of a sudden have one child crying, dad is upset, mom is standing there looking with her hands up in the air. What do we do now? That was the time when we went to the professionals at Mathemasium. Hi, I'm Brenda from Southwest Minneapolis. We discovered that Skylar needed a little bit of, um, of help during parent-teacher conferences in the second grade. That's why we went to Mathnasium. The results that we've seen so far are just stellar. At the beginning of school last year, she essentially did not want to go to school. Six months into the program, she was basically counseling and helping other kids in her math group. Her confidence ballooned. I would highly recommend Mathnasium. Enroll in Mathnasium's summer program to make your child's future greater than their past. For $100 off enrollment, go to the advertiser page at am1280thepatriot.com and find the Mathnasium Center near you. Right now, Lucky's make any purchase and pick up a free two liter of any Pepsi product. Whether it's two cents or $200, it doesn't matter what you spend. Just mention AM1280 The Patriot and get a free two liter soda. Visit luckystations.com to find a station near you. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Step into a Chet's-owned Red Wing store this season for non-insulated, waterproof, and water-resistant footwear. Need new boots for summer work? Check out our variety of steel, aluminum, and composite safety toe options. Don't forget our selection of regular toe footwear either. Too busy with projects this season to get to the store? Ask us about our mobile shoe service, where we bring the store to you. Or stop in to see us in Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Circle Pines, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Work is our work. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488. The number to call. I keep mis- uh, mistakenly pronouncing the victim's name, Justine Diamond. It's it's Demond. 
she'd gone by both names at various points, and she's referred to by both names in the media. Justine Ruschik, Justine Demond. Now, what happened? I, I, you've got my theory as to exactly what happened there. What may have happened that uh, that night when uh, when Mohammed Noor shot Justine Ruschik? Uh, I, I believe that that there's. Can, it, I don't believe that the that the idea of a completely inadvertent shooting can be ruled out. And I think the jury probably got that because they convicted him, uh, Mohammed Noor, both of uh, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter, implying that there's there may be something to that theory now. Oh, by the way, this is not a, a new theory uh, in, among police in general. There has been, in recent years, a fairly widespread uh, outbreak, a rash, if you will, of inadvertent police shootings, uh, police shootings that are ruled inadvertent or unexplained or uh, unjustified in one, one sense or another. And, and there is a significant body of thought out there leading to the theory that since police are largely trained to draw their guns with their finger on the trigger, because why would you draw a gun if you're a cop, if, if you're, a cop, if you're not concerned about uh, some immediate harm coming to you or those around you, and then falling victim to an inadvertent twitch of the finger under an adrenaline rush, which does happen. And if you've those who I've heard some people poo-poo that idea, and I don't think these people are familiar quite with how adrenaline works on human physiology. But the and and this has become even more pronounced in recent years because for decades, really up until the last twenty, twenty-five, thirty years, most police carried revolvers. And these revolvers, for the most part, the vast majority of the time, certainly uh, over the last hundred years, those revolvers have been double-action revolvers where you have to squeeze the trigger. If you're not a shooter, don't worry. We'll check back into non-shooter talk in just a moment here. If you are firing a double-action revolver, you have to pull the trigger quite a ways to draw the hammer back before it'll drop and fire the round. There's a certain safety built into the long trigger draw uh, in a double-action revolver. And for that matter, in the case of, of some semi-automatic firearms, the first shot you put out there will largely be a, a double-action shot as well. You have to pull the trigger a good chunk of distance, farther than you would, as, as powerful as an adrenaline rush can be. That long, fairly coarse trigger pull is mitigates potentially the practice of drawing and having your finger on the trigger while you're in the middle of a fight or flight reflex. Not enough, perhaps. That's why all of you civilian shooters out there are told to keep your fingers off the trigger. We know this, right? But if you're firing a, a, a striker-fired firearm like a Glock, or a Smith & Wesson shield, which is doesn't have a hammer. It's not a double-action piece. It's not a single-action piece like a Colt uh, 45, uh, a Colt 1911, where you have to cock the hammer before you fire it. Uh, then you have a fairly light trigger pull. And by the way, Glocks are kind of the, the, the fashion curve these days. Glocks and uh, Smith & Wesson shields are kind of the fashion curve for the modern policeman these days. And you have a very, with these pieces, you have a very short, light trigger pull. Much easier to fire inadvertently. I've fired both hammer-fired, double-action, and single-action, and striker-fired pieces. And while... The light, short trigger pull on something like a Glock or an M&P shield are fairly pleasant and make it nice and easy to punch tacks and, uh, and aim conveniently and easily while you're at the target range. I can also see where it would make accidents a lot easier, a lot harder to prevent, make it a lot more important if you're a civilian shooter or, for that matter, a self-defense shooter of any kind to mind the P's and Q's of the, the, in a, of the vital rules of handling firearms because they're a lot easier to shoot. Anyway, that's my theory. I'll stand by it. If anyone wants to argue with me, 651-289-4488, the number to call. You can also reach me on Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. Now, in the wake of this settlement, 
uh, rather, in the wake of the verdict, uh, Justine uh, DeMond's family has agreed to a $20 million settlement with Minneapolis over the death of the officer after the conviction uh, in order to forestall the inevitable litigation. Uh, They figured the city of Minneapolis Minneapolis figured it would pay up up front. And it is by a long way, by a factor of six to ten, I believe, the factor of eight, I believe it is. Eight times over, the biggest settlement ever paid out by the city of Minneapolis over a, a police issue. The The previous issue was, uh, a previous payout was, I think, $2.5 million to a Minneapolis police officer who was uh, shot by his uh, colleagues while out on a call uh, inadvertently. Uh, this was done, of course, uh, when the city of Minneapolis announced this. I mean, they put it out there as a, as a gesture to the demand family before they flew back to Australia so they wouldn't have to spend months here in America litigating a settlement over their daughter's uh, wrongful death. And they they agreed straight up to a $20 million settlement. Uh, According to NBC News, the settlement came just three days after the jurors convicted the former officer, uh, Mohamed Noor, of third-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter for the July 2017 slaying of Jasheen Ruschek, uh, demand a dual citizen of the United States and Australia. Uh, the family filed a $50 million, that's $50 million lawsuit against the city, an action that was put on hold pending the result of the criminal trial. Uh, settlement talks began just after the verdict was reached, according to City Council President Lisa Bender. Quote, this is quoting Lisa Bender. Uh, we know no amount of money can heal the pain that the Ruschik family or any family has lost a, lum- a loved one in this way, Bender told reporters. Quote, it's our continued commitment to work together with our community demand and support change uh, to policing. Uh, this is not a victory for anyone, uh, said Mayor Jacob Fry, but rather a way for our city to move forward. And, said Fry, I do believe that we will move forward together, united in our shared belief that such a tragedy should never occur in our city. Uh, so, so far, so good. Uh, that's, I mean, the, the city of Minneapolis was likely, going, maybe not $50 million, but they were likely going to lose big uh, when uh, things finally went down in court. Uh, there's just no way around it. The, the city of Minneapolis could not afford attorneys good enough to, to win a case like that. Uh, I think that's a fair guess. But the thing that I think that needs to be uh, brought up if you are a citizen of Minneapolis, excuse me, a resident of Minneapolis, I think a better word might be subject in this day and age of the city of Minneapolis, is one of the things that went on behind the scenes of the settlement. It's been reported in the media, and I quote uh, NBC News, the Ruschik family pledged $2 million to a local charity focused on gun violence in Minneapolis. The city council voted unanimously to approve the settlement yesterday. So let's get this straight. If you are a citizen of Minneapolis, you're on the hook to the tune of, let's see, what's 400000 divided by $20 million? $400 million divided by 20000 That's your, about $50 for every man, woman, and child in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, is going to go to the Ruschik family. Uh, it's thoroughly legally and ethically justifiable. You can argue about the amount if you want, but the family is going to go away with something. But every single man, woman, and child in the city of Minneapolis has just had $5 of their tax money transferred to, quote, a local charity focused on gun violence in Minneapolis. Now, this is a charity run, by the way, by the woman who used to run the Pillsbury Foundation, which is the group that put on the uh, anti-gun art contest a few years back, Uh, the group that ran the fiasco of a gun buyback uh, two, three years ago in North Minneapolis that that got national attention for being one of the most inept uh, examples of a fairly inept genre, the gun buyback. Uh, It's basically money wasted. I mean, best case, it's a great place to go and sort of serve as a gun flea market if you want to go and, and uh, bid on some rarities before the uh, the charity gets to, to pay for them. Worst case, it's a place for felons to drop crime guns without any worry about any, anybody running forensics on them and tying them to crimes. Uh, so 
basically, if you are a citizen of Minneapolis, I think the better term is subject of the city of Minneapolis, $5 of your tax money is going to pay for gun control. And by the way, not gun control in the sense that uh, that, that it's going to train police to be more careful. No, it's going after the law-abiding citizens' right to keep and bear arms. The city of Minneapolis's taxpayers, whether they want to or not, are via the, the, the offices of this settlement subsidizing and having their money transferred to people who want to ban guns in the hands of the law-abiding citizen, regardless of the fact that they had nothing to do with this case. Uh, if you're on the phone, stick around. We'll be right with you. Northern Alliance, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Hi, it's Keith Hitner Sr. here. Tune in on Sundays at noon for your real estate chalk talk where we study the science of buying and selling real estate and the art of living in your home. Get the solid real estate facts you need from Keith Hitner Sr. and Keith Hitner Jr. of Colwell Banker Burnett and their team of experts. Tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk on AM 1280 The Patriot every Sunday at 12 noon. Brought to you by the Hitner Group, the number one Colwell Banker Group in the nation. Online at HitnerGroup.com. And tune in to Real Estate Chalk Talk every Sunday at 12 noon on AM 1280 The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own real naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850. Budget meetings, young adult ministry meetings, mission and outreach meetings, what carpet should we buy for the office meetings? Twin Cities Pastors, you're invited to the 11th Annual Pastors Appreciation Lunch on Friday, May 17th. This luncheon is a remedy for too many meetings fever and is a healthy break from your overloaded schedule. Plus, it's free thanks to support from the Kingdom Builders. Reserve your seats for this time of fellowship and encouragement at am980themission.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Well, yes, tickets to see Little Stephen and the Disciples of Soul are going on sale next week. Why do you ask? <laughs> yes, I'm excited. Stay tuned for much more. Hey, don't forget, dive in at dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Dorca. Coming up June 15th, it's a Saturday night from 6.30 till 9. It's at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay. I'm looking forward to that. I haven't been there before. Tickets are available, including tickets to dinner, 99 bucks. Meet and greet with uh, Dr. Gorka is an extra, you know, makes it 159 The Narn Table, $179 altogether. And 
It's about half sold out right now, so get on it. You've got about a month. Let's dive in with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Heard every weekday from 2 to 5 here on M1280, The Patriot. Talking about the Mohammed Noor verdict and the settlement that the Ruschik family uh, settled with the city of Minneapolis, which involved, uh, whether through uh, coercion or through general agreement, doesn't matter to me which, uh, the transfer of $2 million of city of Minneapolis tax uh, funds to gun control groups who favor uh, controlling firearms uh, access by people who haven't been doing the police shootings. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't think I'm intended to get it, but it's just part of the racket in one-party cities like Minneapolis. This sort of thing doesn't happen in places with functional two-party governments. As as crazy as that sounds, uh, it's it's like Minneapolis. I mean, Minneapolis is a little bit like Chicago or Venezuela writ small. More on that in a moment here. Let's go to the phones in Edina. Steve, welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. You're on the air. Thanks, Mitch. Uh, great point regarding that unreasonable settlement concerning the uh, gun safety. With respect to the uh, trial itself, I followed it somewhat closely. Scott Johnson on Powerline did a great job of a day-by-day analysis. Yep. I think a couple things really hurt the defense in that case. Uh, number one, uh, there was an allegation by uh, Nor that he heard a rap on the uh, uh, roof of his car, and uh, apparently the jury disregarded that and didn't believe it. Uh, number one, there were uh, no f- uh, fingerprints found on that, although they didn't do a complete job of investigation. No fingerprints were found, and it sounds like that uh, a claim wasn't made at the scene. That might have been concocted sometime later on. So he claims he was in fear because he heard a rap on the uh, the top of his car, but obviously the jury did not believe that. I think a second fact that really hurt him at trial was his claim that it was dark outside. There was no illumination. And the jury obviously disregarded that fact as well because one officer testified there was nearby lighting. In fact, he testified there was enough light that he could have read a book by it. So obviously when Nora pulled his uh, gun out, he called her a threat. That's how he termed her during his testimony. Now this threat, uh, he should have been able to identify A was a female, B, was not holding a gun, and C, was wearing a pink shirt or pink sweater. Doesn't sound like much of a threat to me. He saw her in the window, saw or should have seen her in the window before he pulled the trigger. So I think the lighting claim really uh, hurt him as well at the time of the trial. I'm a a former prosecutor in my earlier days, and uh, Scott Johnson did a great job in analyzing that trial, but I think those are two critical facts that really hurt Nor's defense and should have hurt him as well. Absolutely. And by the way, I think that uh, one of the elements of Scott's coverage, of course, Scott, a charter member of the Northern Alliance from way back when, uh, one of the things that he brought out that I thought was, and you as a former prosecutor uh, should have some interesting perspective on this, I thought he did a good job of, of showing how how, how the uh, how the how the prosecutor was able to tear apart the notion that Noor's fear of death or great bodily harm was was not reasonable under the circumstances, which really, when you're a policeman covered by qualified immunity, as police are, that's really all you have to prove is that your fear has to be fairly. I mean, that's oversimplifying, but it is key part to uh, to defending a policeman in these sorts of situations is proving that the the fear of death or great bodily harm is reasonable. And it's it's a hard standard to overcome. I mean, they managed to do it with uh, Geronimo Yanez, for example. He managed to, to, to show that his fear of of uh, or uh, of Castile, Philando Castile, was quote reasonable end quote uh, in terms of the law. Uh, what was your perspective as a former prosecutor on on the the prosecution's case in undermining uh, the reasonability of Noor's actions? Well, obviously, I wasn't there, and all I know, as they say, is what I read in the newspaper and right. Scott's account. Scott was very complimentary of the prosecutor. I think her name was Sweeney or Sweezy. In fact, both Sweezy. prosecutors, uh, he was very complimentary. And uh, she did a very effective job of cross-examination, it sounds like, during the trial. 
And I think the prosecution's decision to call that expert witness was very critical and very helpful. It sounds like that prosecution expert from out east somewhere made a very effective witness. And when the defense went after him and tried to argue that, well, you've never been put in that position before where you had to make a life or death decision with your gun, he came back and said, actually, I have. Three or four times. Yes, that's right. In neither instance did I shoot to kill. That's right. And, uh, and, And by the way, the whole idea that he didn't take long enough to identify it was a woman in pink pajamas, uh, but but somehow was able to deduce that he was in a critical immediate threat of death or great bodily harm, I think undercut him as well. Steve, thanks for your, uh, th- thanks for your call and thanks for your perspective on this. Let's go to St. Louis Park. Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. Mitch, thanks for taking my call. It's tough to follow that gentleman, but uh, I think the sergeant also was annihilated yes. by the uh, Hennepin County prosecutors. What make, uh, she was just totally destroyed. But the narrative that comes up in every article that he was treated differently because he was a, a minority officer, if I'm not mistaken, there were six minorities on the jury. I think that's a higher percentage than minorities in general in the county. Yes, I'm not correct, and I'll wait for your response. It's interesting. Yes, I've heard that brought up. In fact, a couple of my left of center friends have taken to social media in the past couple days of us, and and with you can practically write their posts for them. This is just a sign that justice is different for for black defendants than white defendants, because of course, uh, Geronimo Yanez was Latino, shot a black man, got acquitted. Muhammad Noor, black man, shoots a white woman, gets convicted. Well, that is those are literally facts. And on the other hand, in both cases, there were, for example, in the in the Castile trial, there were two black men on the jury. And yet the jury voted unanimously to acquit on the charges present. So if racism was a factor in that acquittal, then there are a couple racist black men running around out there that we need to have a word with. And yes, that was a fairly demographically representative group, uh, from what I've been told, perhaps, as you point out, more so than the general population in Minnesota or perhaps even Minneapolis itself. And they they, they were able to find him. Uh, they, they found him guilty. Now, the circumstances, I think, frankly, the Yanez's acquittal, uh, rankles me still just because essentially it has put a target on anyone who, especially if you're a carry permittee and you have a communications issue uh, with an excitable, some might even say panic-prone officer, uh, puts a target on you. Mistakes in communication shouldn't necessarily be lethal. Now, you're, yeah, Mark was right. He, uh, Scott Johnson did excellent coverage of, of the trial. His uh, coverage of the examination of the sergeant, who was basically doing what police sergeants do, defending the officer involved, uh, and watching how that officer, uh, the sergeant, got shredded on the stand was was fascinating to, to read about. I do highly recommend you look up uh, Scott Johnson's coverage of the whole trial at Powerline. He probably he gave it better coverage than anyone in the mainstream media. I'm I'm here to tell you. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's uh, it's a tragic episode. It is. Uh, I'm glad it's behind us. I my thoughts and pr- uh, prayers go out to the Rustic family. I can't imagine the pain and agony of losing a child that way. Uh, to everyone else involved, to to her fiance, to everyone's families, and to that for that matter, to to Officer Noor's family. It's a senseless, awful, perhaps avertable tragedy. But in any case, it's done right now. The 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 big issue with this, to me, is the fact that it is being used as a ATM machine for certain politically favored uh, gun control groups in the city of Minneapolis. Uh, not just gun control groups, but particularly dim bulb one. I mean, this is the same group uh, related, I should say, run by the same people who brought you the last couple rounds of gun buybacks and uh, 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 the anti-gun art show, which deserves to be taunted and mocked and ridiculed. Uh, Not that I I necessarily like to argue at that level, but it was pretty ridiculous, and on a factual level, I could I'd be happy to show uh, those behind it exactly how and why. 
but they're not interested in hearing it, so I'm just going to mock and taunt them. 651-289-4488, the number to call. Uh, When we come back, let's take a little look at what happened in the Minnesota State Legislature this past week. Good news, bad news, something to look out for in the near future. All of that coming up in the next segment. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-930-2646. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. See how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-930-2646. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-930-2646. 1-800-930-2646. I'm Sarah Wallace, General Manager at Magnolia Bakery. Every cake has the backstory of who you're giving this cake to. It's happy birthday, Jessica, or happy sweet 16, Amy, and wanting Amy to have the best sweet 16 that she could ever have. I'm working for a sweeter world, one treat at a time. At ADP, we're designing a better way to work so you can achieve what you're working for. HR, talent, time, benefits, and payroll. Informed by data and designed for people. Learn more at design.adp.com. Our newest on-air host is visiting the Twin Cities for the first time. Join us for Dive In, dinner and discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka at Minnesota Zoo's Discovery Bay on June 15th. Details at am1280thepatriot.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit beefy, or even with type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Affordable term life insurance is out there. Call term provider and speak with Big Lou at 800-481-1458. 800-481-1458 or visit BigLou.com. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. To do you right, we take time for a barbecue flavor that will blow your mind. Get that Rack Shack attack, oh, Rack Shack barbecue. Make fresh daily cater to you. Homemade sauces, secret rubs too. It's America's food and the right thing to do. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack barbecue. Don't miss Sandvold Financial Group's Money Talks radio show here every Sunday morning at 9. Sandvold Financial Group is independent of Queststar Capital Corporation, member FINRA, SIPC, and Queststar Asset Management. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you choose to join me. That'd be great if you did. You've already had more calls than I expected for the month. On a day like today, anyway. We do need to actually work out a way to broadcast from my backyard on days like today. Very needed. Absolutely. It may be on the agenda here for this summer at some point here, so I have to do that. 651-289-4488, the number to call. And uh, by the way, hashtag Narn Show is the the, uh, the Twitter tag. Hashtag, thank you very much. If you want to join me via Twitter here, by all means do. Uh, some people get mic shy. Feel free. Just write up your question. We are watching constantly for anything that uh, is, is worth discussing. And if you want to talk about it, it's worth discussing. By all means do. 
So let's see what else. Oh, yeah, this past Monday night, uh, the uh, I was down at the Minnesota State Capitol along with a whole lot of the good guys and gals from the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus and some of the other uh, gun rights groups here in the state of Minnesota fighting a, a rear guard action, quite frankly, against the Minnesota DFL's attempt to jam down a couple of, of gun control measures, the uh, gun uh, registration and red flag gun confiscation uh, bills. Now, there's some good news buried in here, folks, and we talked about this in previous weeks. Just to recap here, uh, for starters, the, 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 the DFL did not have the votes, as it turned out, over the past couple of weeks. It turned out they did not have the votes to pass these uh, proposals as standalone bills. Now, think about this for a moment here. The DFL and the gun grabber community in Minnesota, at least the Metrocrat DFL, has been saying ever since the election that gun control has 90% support in the state of Minnesota. This is based on a self-reporting poll that's not a whole lot more accurate than an online, I don't know, Facebook poll. And it's entirely staffed by, or excuse me, responded to by people who have an interest in gun control for the most part. I mean, Star Tribune readers, I believe, was the the, uh, subject set. And so if that were true, and 90% of Minnesotans really, really do want to see uh, gun registration and confiscation laws in place, by the way, a a law that would confiscate guns but leave all the other means of suicide untouched, uh, you would think that the DFL would have had no problem getting these into standalone bills and passing them straight through the House without any sorts of problems, because they control the House. 75-59, I believe, is the count, something like that. It's pretty decisive control they have at the Minnesota House of Representatives. But they didn't have the votes for it. So they did whatever weak majorities always do when they need to try and jam something down. They put it into an omnibus spending bill the public safety omnibus bill. And they buried it in there amid uh, calls for uh, and funding proposals for corrections officers, uh, for uh, changing the guidelines and practices for sexual assault investigations, setting up a task force to (coughs) investigate legalizing recreational marijuana in the state of Minnesota. They, They had to jam it in there with all that other stuff because they didn't have the votes to pass it on their own, even though they have decisive control a 20% margin, quite frankly, in the Minnesota House, 25, 25% margin in the Minnesota House of Representatives. It should have been a no-brainer. <laughs> I, I can't believe I said no-brainer when we're talking about Ryan Winkler. I'm sorry. I, that, that slipped, I swear. No, it should have passed easily. I mean, if 90% of Minnesotans support it, you think Republicans who are in danger of losing elections in 2020 would cross over and vote for it. But no, they had to bury it in a public safety omnibus spending bill. And even there, after all was said and done Monday night, early Tuesday morning, the public safety omnibus spending bill was opposed by a bipartisan Bare minority. The bill passed 70 to 64. It was inevitable. There's no way around it. But the fact that five DFLers crossed the aisle to vote against the bill tells you something. Ryan Winkler on this issue is not in complete control of his caucus. I mean, he's in control in that he was able to allow five Democrats who are, by the way, in danger of losing their seats if this uh, bill passes. He was able to allow them to vote no on it without risking his majority on, on the vote and, and, and getting it passed through. Here's the deal. It's not going anywhere further. Now, there is a, gun, a quote, gun rights group in Minnesota that is, in my humble opinion, a complete fraud that is saying that uh, Paul Gazelka in the Senate is going to sell out gun owners. He's not. These bills are going nowhere. In fact, he's played this masterfully, I, I think, for political uh, for political purposes. He's made a, a point of saying, yeah, sure, DFL in the House, I'll, I'll give you hearings on these bills if you pass them as standalone bills, which is kind of a sophisticated political way of saying, yeah, 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 I'm going to taunt you and mock you because you can't get these bills through with the votes you have, even with your so-called 90 percent approval uh, in, in the House of Representatives, which is completely controlled by the Metrocrat DFL. 
I mean, they could pass anything they want, but they couldn't pass this. So it's dead. It is dead and buried in the Minnesota Senate for this year. So there's the good news. Five Democrats crossed over in the House, and it is completely a dead issue in the Senate. This is the last you're going to hear about gun control in this session. Oh, the DFL and the media, pardon the redundancy, will keep trying to breathe life into the idea. And you see that the the paid media that the DFL has, the Min Post and, and the city pages, is still trying to keep that floppy fish carcass twitching. But it's done for now. The fact is, it's going to come back. It's going to come back for this next round of elections here. And that's why having this vote on the record was important. Why it would have been even better to have a standalone bill for for people to vote on so they couldn't wiggle away from the idea of saying, I voted against gun control, but I voted for uh, the, the 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 money for one program or another because we got to pay a policeman, right? We got to we got to fund law enforcement. Ryan Winkler wasn't going to risk that because he knows that outstate the few DFLers that are left outstate are vulnerable on this issue, and there aren't many. Uh, I do recall, and Ryan Winkler may not recall this, but I and a lot of other DFLers do. Uh, the 2002 fall elections, when every single DFLer outstate that had voted against shall issue carry permit reform was voted out of office. Every man, Jack, one of them lost their seats. He may also remember 2014 when uh, enough anti-gun, anti-Second Amendment outstate DFLers were unceremoniously dumped from office and a few pro-Second Amendment DFLers who were in the wrong place at the wrong time, got dumped over gun issues. So reading between the lines, it would seem that that gun control bills do not, in fact, have 90% approval in the state of Minnesota. In fact, it may be pretty close to even and considerably less than that when you get outside the 494, 694 ring. And that's good. What should make you get up on your hind legs and think it's time to maybe start getting active on this issue is they're looking ahead to 2020. They have a lot of money, $2 million more of it now, thanks to the Aroostook settlement, and millions more coming from the uh, from, from Michael Bloomberg and other plutocrats with deep pockets. They outspent us, the good guys, 10 to 1 in this last round of elections in 2018. Maybe it's more like 20 to 1, and it's only going to get worse. We beat them back with commitment, with passion, with shoe leather, with the righteousness uh, and the certainty of our righteousness of our cause. We need a lot more of all of them in 2020 to flip the House back and maintain control of the Senate. Or Katie, bar the door. The state is just going to become a cold Connecticut or Maryland. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Be right back. So, along with everything else you have to do day-to-day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. According to a recent Barna study, schools are seen as a negative influence on faith formation. Church leaders view parents, churches, and Christian communities as positive influences on a child's spiritual life. However, children are spending most of their daytime weekday hours at school, which is perceived by many church leaders as a negative influence. A good Christian school can provide a strong Christian community to help positively influence your child's spiritual formation. 
At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, we believe in the power of Christian education so much, we have partnered with local Christian schools to offer half-off your child's first year of tuition. It's our half-off tuition program. To find out if the school you are considering is part of this program and to take another great step in your child's faith formation, call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406. That's 651-289-4406. Or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. AM 1280, The Patriot. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.